Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mindfulism of the Podcast. So grateful that you are here today. This week has been a doozy. (coughs) Coming off of a cold. For me and my family, I'm sorry if you have a thing with sounds and that bothers you. But um, today, I wanted to tell you guys about a dream I had. And have you ever had lucid dreams? Excuse me. There's this state between like full on dreaming and being awake where I'm just like strangely aware of what's happening. There's a name for that. Um, I'm going to look it up. So, and I've been able to do this kind of my whole life. Um, And it's called, look at this, Google knows everything. Hypnagogia. (laughs) Hypnagogia. Google, am I even saying that right? Okay, so basically, this is where you can experience a lot of stuff. So when I was younger, I was in the marching band. Yes, I was in the marching band. But I want you to know that I was the marching band president and captain of the drum line. For some reason, that makes me feel like such a badass. So putting it out there, reliving the glory days. So when you are in band, marching band, you have to, and those bandies out there, no holla. You have to practice the sets of where you're walking um, on the football field. So there's like so many steps. You have to move so many yards and it has to be in like this direction. And you have to pair the steps kind of with where the music is at. So I would actually, while I was sleeping, my brain would continue to replay that. And like I would practice the steps of where I was supposed to go while I was basically sleeping. The same thing with playing the drums. So like if I played enough when I was awake, I would continue to practice in my sleep, which I thought was like, I'm getting extra practicing without any extra work. Or even the piano, because I play the piano. So I would play the piano in this like weird lucid space and I would practice because a lot of it's muscle memory with where your fingers are supposed to go and hitting the right notes and reading the music in the right time, right? You music people out there know. So I would practice stuff in my sleep. Also, anytime I would want to try to like problem solve, I would do this thing where I'm like half asleep and half awake and just like lay there where my brain is going and almost like sorting through a junk room or like a junk drawer. Do you guys have a junk drawer where like all the extra stuff goes and your mind is in my kitchen directly right of the sink? And you just like sort through it all until you find the glue or the batteries or the tape or whatever you're looking for. That one business card from that insurance person that you met two years ago at that fair, that card is in that drawer. So it's like I'm, I'm laying in bed, relax my body. And if you guys feel free to drop a comment on the notes or inside the podcast and let me know if you know what the actual name of this is. So I'm half asleep. I'm half awake. And 
I would let my mind just sort through this junk drawer in my head and come up with the solutions to my problems. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that a blessing? Well, the other day I had this dream and it was kind of like this state and I woke up and I immediately knew that it was some kind of some level of healing. When we talk about the mother wounds or inner child work or healing from our parental wounds, right? The way that we were raised and how it had impacted us. Okay. There's this really complex idea that we need to forgive and forget or our entire childhood was awful because these things happened. So I have this experience where a lot of stuff in my childhood wasn't ideal. And I wish my parents would have showed up for me in the ways that I had hoped that they had showed up. Right. But not all of it was awful. There's these things called golden threads, which I think I even mentioned last podcast where there's like nuggets of truth or lessons learned that you pull out of all of these experiences when you're shifting through the drunk shore, right? You pull out these golden threads and these are things that last and stay with us and that we've learned. So I'm, this is my dream. I'm in my, my hometown, which is a very, very small town, um, like 10,000 people or less. And I'm driving, I'm not driving, but I'm in the car, I'm in the back seat. Someone is driving the front seat and my ex-boyfriend, my first love <clears throat> is in the seat next to me, which is so bizarre to me. Cause I'm like, what? Like, why am I, I'm happily married to a smoking hot husband, like total smoke show. Why am I dreaming about this kid that I was in love with when I was 14? Right. <laughs> um, so his dad is driving the car and kind of like chauffeuring us down this road. And on the right-hand side, there is, or sorry, the left-hand side, there's a big park if you go down this road and it's right next to the elementary school. And the elementary school always have these huge dumpsters outside, right? Because kids are disgusting. No, I'm joking. Because, because big buildings have big trash needs. So the dumpster is like almost completely full and I read something in it and it just was referencing like they did what they could. And don't throw out everything because of the one experience, which I thought was interesting because it was metaphorical for a dumpster. And it's just this piece of paper, like a bag, a paper bag, like a lunch bag, paper bag. And it just says like, don't throw it all out, right? So I'm like, what is happening here? And then I move into this state. So the first thing I want to connect is like, I'm pulling things from this dream that I'm like, what's going on? And I had had some pretty intense emotional experiences earlier that day. And I am a very guarded person, right? Psychologically, I have a lot of barriers and a lot of guards. So I know that sleeping is a very vulnerable space for me to work through a lot of stuff. Like if I'm really stressed out, I will have dreams about it. I will have dreams about the things I'm stressed out about, which is probably why I would continue to practice playing piano or the drums or marching or whatever in my sleep because <clears throat> I'm so stressed about it in the waking world that I have to put up a protect protective barrier almost. So I'm not tapping into that and like tapping into that emotionally. So like I work through a lot of emotions or like grief, big transitions in my sleep with my dreams. And so I'm like, let me tell you, when I was 14, I felt very, very lost in life. 
And the guy that I had met, like my 14-year-old love, he was my Edward Cullen. I am no longer team Edward, but he was my Edward Cullen of Twilight, right? Like I would read the books and be like, this is my life. He loves me. Like weird teenage stuff that we do. <laughs> but what I had found was the way a family operated was so different than my previous experience that I just was confused. It was a whole new world. Like there, there was like genuine joy and love and quality time. And I was like, what is happening? So I'm thinking, and I've had some incidences with my father recently trying to reconnect and kind of heal some of those parental wounds. Um, and it's a very hard process to heal, right? It hurts. It's very intentional. Um, and it's not a forgive and forget thing. It's a, I'm going to speak my piece and hope you hear me. And that takes a lot of emotional exposure and vulnerability. So my boyfriend's dad was driving this car in my dream. And then I see that thing, the dumpster that's like, don't throw it all away because of one thing. And now I'm like moving and transported. And I'm actually going to lead you guys in a meditation that will hopefully help you release some of what you're holding on to with your parental wounds. You can't see my hand motions, but they're very intentional and intense right now. And so all of a sudden I'm in this big dark room. To my left is just a row. It's like we're, we're forming a circle. I'm sitting down with my legs crisscross applesauce. That's how you know I'm a mom. And on my left are the different male figures in my life that contributed to my experience and shaping of a father and a father figure. Okay. And then on my right are figures that represent all the different women in my life that represented a maternal mother figure and shaped my view and percentage of a mother figure. And it really dawned on me that like all of these figures, and I could identify them separately, but all of these figures play an important role shaping my view and my entire experience growing up as a child and I have golden threads that I have pulled out of them and lessons learned and values obtained and they didn't come from the people that I had hoped they would come from right that's my parental wound I didn't get it from my mom I didn't get it from my dad but I got it from this village of figures who passed in and out of my life at very integral points and gifted me different threads Okay. And so this is kind of the concept that I want to bring to you guys when we're working through some of this inner child parental wound healing, okay? Because it impacts us. Whether or not you realize it consciously or subconsciously, if you are a parent yourself, hi, I'm a mom, then those experiences and interactions with these people in your life impact your parenting. And to a degree, there's a level of awareness that we don't have, <clears throat> that we are carrying into our parenting that's causing us to be reactive, that's causing us to be shameful and guilt ourselves and hold these expectations for ourselves. And so when we start to do some of the healing of our own experiences and reconcile, like, I didn't get what I needed. This is what I got. 
or I didn't get what I needed from who I wanted, but I got it from this person. We're able to achieve a level of inner peace to kind of separate our own parenting from how we were parented, right? And be more conscious and aware. That's the conscious parenting, positive parenting kind of steps that we're taking. Okay. So I want to invite you, if you don't have the time right now to do a meditation or you're not in this space, feel free to pause this and come back later. But I would like to invite you for the next few minutes to come on this journey with me of beginning the work to heal our parental wounds. Okay. So I want you to take a deep breath. And Sit somewhere comfortable or lay down if that is what your body is telling you that you need. And just take a deep breath. And as you breathe in, I want you to imagine all of the tension and and feel the tension, identify the tension in the different spaces of your body, collecting into this ball of energy that's settling in front of you. As you breathe in, collect this ball of energy and get it all into one spot. Those points of stress, those wounds that you have already identified from things that you didn't receive when you needed them. And then as you breathe out, I want you to push the ball of energy away from your body, away from your core. I want you to release it back into the universe where it came from so we can be calm, peaceful, and feel a sense of serenity as we discuss this concept. Breathe in and collect it. Breathe out and push it away. Release it back to the world. Feel the tension collecting in your back and in your shoulders or your muscles feel tight or they're sore. Your knees, if they need movements, I just channel that energy as a deep breath in into a ball in front of your stomach, in front of your core. And I want you to breathe out and release it to the universe. Okay. Now, if you're comfortable, I invite you to close your eyes if you haven't already. And see yourself in this empty space, this dark room. And it's just you. channeling that inner calm and that peace. I want you to just sit with it for a moment. I want you to tune in to the way it feels to breathe in and breathe out without that extra energy blocking the passage of the air. And now we're going to invite people into the room. I want you to think of the things that you still hold on to 
from when you were growing up. The experiences that you had or the things that you needed that you weren't able to gain. Put those in your hands and sit with them. I need to think of the relationships that you wish you had. And put those in your hands. Opening your arms wide to the sides. On the left, I would like you to invite people in your life that represent paternal energy. Maybe your dad, your grandpa, a brother, a friend. Role model that you had as a teen. They are sitting on the left of your body. We're forming a circle. The more impact they had, the closer to you they are. And then on the right side of your body, I want you to invite your maternal figures. Hey. Your mother, your grandmother, your aunts, your sisters, people in your life that gave you direction, value, that were your role models, that impacted you. And the closer they were to you, the more they impacted you, the closer to your body they are. to think of those people one by one and I want you to express gratitude for what they brought to your life thank you for the lesson that you gave me the value that I had learned I want to thank you for showing me Family could look different and a new role of fathers. I want to thank you for giving me love, guidance, and direction. I want to thank you for the effort you put in to connecting with me the time you did. a deep breath in and out. And another. Now I want you to find a space in front of you to focus on. It's an open space, an inviting space, it's empty. And with this space, I want to release the people on your sides. 
I want you to put your lessons learned, your values there. Most importantly, I want you to give permission to the people that you have identified on the paternal and maternal side to go, to disappear into the empty space as you express your gratitude for the moments they weaved in your life and gave you that golden thread. Just watch them walk away and disappear into the void. And I want you to remember that while wasn't ideal what you experienced or how you experienced them. We don't want to throw away everything because of what we were missing or what we didn't receive. When you're ready, come back into your body. We have released our maternal and paternal figures. We have expressed gratitude for what they have provided. And now we're coming back into ourselves, moving our hands and our arms and our opening our eyes when we feel ready. So thank you for sitting through that with me. What I want you to take away from that is that there were many maternal and paternal figures in your life and they weaved in and out of the years and time that you had together. Hey, and in that weaving, they left an imprint. And I want you to really take some time to think about what they left. And Extra, here's some bonus for those of you who made it through our meditation and are still thinking. You want some clarity. Hey, I want you to find a peaceful time to sit down. Well, peaceful is relative because we're parents, right? (laughs) We're parents and people and we're busy. But I want you to find a time that you have set aside to sit down and identify, right? We're going to create a column, split a paper down the middle into two. On one side is the paternal side, on the other side is the maternal side, okay? I want you to think of those very impactful years and moments and passages of time in your life, okay? Write down the names or phrases, if you don't remember their names, of the paternal people that impacted you on the left side during those times. And I want you to identify what they left you with. What was the golden thread? How did it impact you? On the right-hand side, I want you to write down all the maternal figures in your life of those impactful moments and identify specifically what they left you with and how it impacted you. And I want you to express gratitude for that and know that while things may not have been how you had hoped them to be, or what you want for your children. And we're not throwing away our entire experiences and all we are is a person. 
because of those, because of what we were lacking. Okay. An example for me would be when I was 15, I met this woman and I still remember her name is, her name is Mandy. And she would let me come over to her house often. And together, she taught me how to can fruits and vegetables, did a lot of gardening. Um, I went camping with her one time. So we got to spend that quality time together. But she impacted me with her values. So the way that she spent time with her kids, the way that she made time for the people that she cared about. That was a golden thread for me. That was something that I didn't get from my own family. Like that value wasn't learned in my own family. And that's where I'm at. And even today, now, in this very recent times, some things were highlighted to me, right? So my own father, I had grown in ways that I didn't realize that I had grown until I moved home. Not home, but I moved back to the state of Idaho and I'm much closer to family now and having relationships with those family members. And so what I realized in interacting again with my father was that there was this level of secret keeping within our family that I didn't identify until now, until I had moved away and grown enough where in my family, my family with my husband, my children, and my husband's side, we are very authentic. We are open. There is no secrets. Um, You know, we talk about everything. And in my, my father's side or with my father, it's called gossip. It's starting drama. You don't talk about other people's lives. So if he were to share something with me, like, oh, your sister is sick, reach out to her and see if she's feeling okay. Actually, don't don't tell her I said anything because I don't want to stir up any drama. Like, don't tell her I'm not supposed to tell anyone her business. Like, that level of secret keeping. Or I'm going on a trip and I don't want you, like, telling my younger sister, right? So my dad went on a trip, told my younger sister not to tell me. Don't tell her. I don't want her to know. And I still found out, but here's the thing. Now, if I confront my father, then my younger sister gets in trouble, right? Because she was supposed to keep a secret, that very toxic level of secret keeping. Um, and then she's, she's getting in trouble for it. She's getting the flack from my dad. Or I just have to sit with it and be like, oh, all this secret is here. And now I can't say anything to this person. I can't say anything to this person, right? So what I had learned from that interaction was my golden thread here, even when the interaction seems really crappy, my golden thread here was, wow, transparency, I've grown a lot first. And two, transparency is very important to me. And I am not okay lying. I'm not okay keeping secrets. And that even now, another thread, so that was my first thread, my second thread now is knowing how open and authentic my family is and being able to appreciate that, okay? So for those of us that want more clarity and they want to sit down, I want you to be able to do that. And I want you to pull out the golden threads and have a list of the golden threads and the things that these people gave to you, okay? And with those golden threads, I want you to just reflect on how they impact your life now. And I want you to express gratitude for that. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's the phrase, right? I'm not throwing out everything. Kind of like my dream, that paper in the dumpster. Don't throw out everything because it wasn't exactly what you needed or wanted at the time. Okay? Pull out your golden thread. 
express appreciation and gratitude for whatever time in your life that was weaved in and reflect on how you use it now. And once you begin to do this, you'll start to kind of open up and sift around inside some of those parental wounds and uh, start some of that building of awareness. And with awareness comes some healing. Doesn't necessarily mean forgiveness, but with awareness starts the journey of healing. So leave a comment. I would love to know what you guys thought of this episode. I would love to know if my raspy voice irritates you. I would love to know if you had any insights. Um, or thoughts come up for you in this process, okay? Because this is work that I think people haven't done until our generation. Like, this is new. So I appreciate you guys being here. Um, you can always find find me on Instagram at Parenting with Paige or in our Facebook group, um, Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting. And then, of course, my girl, Lindsay at Lindsay Adams or Lindsay Adams LCSW on Instagram and TikTok. Holla. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're able to find some peace and healing and really some new discoveries with this meditation and this practice or tool this week. And let me know. So share, subscribe, and um, review. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.